Chucky. And I'm your friend to the end. Heidi fucking ho. And welcome back to Chucky Queers. It's our weekly coverage of Don Mancini's Chucky series on sci-fi. And I'm Joe. And I'm Trace. And we are discussing the season two premiere, Halloween 2. <laughs> yep, I love that we're sticking with the classics. And this is interesting, Trace. We are time jumping. We are setting up a bunch of stuff. But this is still very like, oh, we're focusing on the kids and our legacy characters are mostly absent. Yes, this is very much a catch up episode. And let's move into the next season. Now, granted, though, mm-hmm. I will say I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Most of these, I-, I like these characters so much. Me too. Yeah, honestly, seeing that Devin and Jake are still together and that Lexi is still just a touch of a bitch, I was mm-hmm. like, ah, I feel like I'm back in my happy place. Um, We also got horror movie references galore. Oh, Jesus. So many. Child murder. <laughs> Trace, I was not expecting a child neither. murder. And I was so there for it. Like, which is a shame because this child, uh, what is what is his name? Gary. Gary. Poor little Gary. I was like, here's a child that I actually kind of like. Oh, Gary's dead. Okay. And but also uh, Don Mancini's signature lamp shading after the second. Holy whatever, Batman. That's getting mm-hmm. old real quick. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to read the room. He makes a joke about it. And we move on. Love you, Don Mancini. You know, it's so funny. And like, you know, I could see someone being annoyed by the horror movie references here because, I mean, look, the the most obvious ones to me are um, Is Tamra Home? We get a lot of uh, the strangers here. Okay, I was very much like, oh, we're doing the opening sequence from Halloween with the clown slash Chucky Mm -hmm. trick-or-treater. Oh, but see, none of it was as, I'm going to say egregious, but I mean it in a good way because I liked it. Mm -hmm. As Marco Beltrami's score from Scream playing over the phone call between Jake and I'm assuming Chucky. Right. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I mean, we've seen people make scary phone calls before many, 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 many times. So this was a nice nod, but also it felt a little bit fresher than most of the imitations we've seen before. I agree. And maybe it's just because like the show has such a lack of pretension to it where I'm kind of like, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. Oh, 100%. And the tone is so sporadically campy, again, in a good way, that it feels like we can bounce from really heartfelt moments between Jake and Devin and like their will they won't they kiss when they're separating Mm -hmm. to something as ridiculous as Lexi beating the shit out of the bell doll because she's like, oh, I'm not gonna ever trust another doll again. Or like every therapist in this fucking franchise just keeps giving dolls to children. (laughs) my god people stop giving dolls to children they are not therapeutic she has to be a chucky right she's some kind of villain at the minimum i mean the fact that she's like oh i've been working with this institution for a while sorry it's not an institution we should get the name correct yeah oh incarnate lord yes (laughs) which i was just like oh wow i mean we knew from our conversation with don mancini that it was going to go into this kind of religious horror territory but that is a mouthful of religious horror right there um in case you didn't think we were having a religious theme though because the opening pre-title sequence is andy crashing his van into that fucking cross from last year that jake and devin made out in front of yep the silent hill cross did you recognize it this time yes 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 i get it now i get it now (laughs) 
Yeah. So what did you think of that opening sequence? So we pick up exactly where the climax of season one left off with Andy driving this truck full of 72 Chucky dolls. We've got a Tiffany doll holding him hostage at gunpoint. And then, yeah, he gets the jump on her, drives the truck over the over the gorge and supposedly kills everyone, including himself. And then, of course, not all the Chucky dolls are dead. But there's that moment where the sacrificial Chucky tells Devin and Jake that Andy and Kyle are dead. And I just went, no, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, and we already said this in our episode with Mancini, but yeah, Jennifer Tilly already spoiled that Kyle is alive on her Instagram story. So, Mm -hmm, but yeah, I don't mm -hmm. believe for one second that Andy is dead in this universe. (laughs) But yeah, I, I, um, one thing I'm a little concerned about, and I, I'm okay. not concerned, but maybe worried. So for the first season, we had more of um like a motive for Chucky, right? Like he wanted to like have these kids right. kill. Like he was trying to like raise a murderer, basically. Mm-hmm. With this one, so yes, we have Chucky that tries to blow up, blow up all of them, the bomb. Then they get sent to this this place that happens to be the exact same place that Charles Lee Ray attended as a little boy. Correct. This is clearly a, 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 a scam. Like, like they, they have been intentionally sent here by this psychiatrist. And if that is not the case, then holy moly coincidence, Batman. Yeah, you're going to eat your shoe. But no, I'm fully in agreement with you. I think that this is a plot. If nothing else, I think it's also Chucky's desire to make other people look as bad as him. So I think it's not just separating them from any adults in their life who might vouch for them although of course we still have lexi's mom being an absolute bitch and not helping her at all yeah and then we've got terrible foster family <laughs> so also like i, I, I the whole thing is like they, they get blamed for making all three of them get blamed for making this bomb and that's why they get sent off mm-hmm. i actually didn't realize until um, i watched this twice that lexi's mom is still alive <laughs> Right? <laughs> I was like, oh, right. I mean, so I knew she was alive earlier in the episode, but for some reason I was like, well, did the bomb kill her too? Why is Lexi mm-hmm. going to this school? No, I think that's one of those sort of suspension of disbelief. Even if Lexi was being blamed for this, I don't think that she would be shipped off to this school because... I I feel like we just needed that one scene with her bitch mother being like, well, you're going to ruin my reelection campaign. Like, I'm already down in the polls, so I need to get you out of the public limelight. But one thing I do like, though, is that um, Chucky's, I mean, he's quote unquote alone in this with his other Chucky's because he also is going to be going after Tiffany. (laughs) Mm hmm. Yeah, it was an interesting piece when Andy commented on all of those Chucky dolls not being there. So they didn't recognize him and they didn't recognize Tiffany. So I'm interested to see if that plays a part in the larger story. Like, will these future Chucky dolls actually know who Jennifer Tilly or Tiffany are? Yeah, actually, and one thing that really made me gasp, even though I don't know why it did, is when they mentioned the movie Bride of Chucky. I know. I was like, wait, so the movie is canonically real. And like, we always knew that Jennifer Tilly was real in this, but I don't think we knew that she had starred in a movie called The Bride of Chucky. And people knew that she was also the Bride of Chucky. So that's the thing. Okay, so because if you remember in Seed of Chucky, Jennifer Tilly is filming the movie Chucky Goes Psycho. Right. We didn't, I, I we didn't know, I didn't know, honestly, it was never really explained why 
how that came about. <laughs> because it was just fine. You, we went with it. We just we rolled with it. it. Yep. But yeah, so this would imply then that Bride of that, that that Chucky Goes Psycho could have been a sequel to Bride of Chucky, or Bride of Chucky was made after mm-hmm. Seed of Chucky happened, or Chucky Goes Psycho happened. Yes. Nevertheless, <laughs> Bride of Chucky, or at least a version of Bride of Chucky, exists mm-hmm. in this universe, and I am I cackled. <laughs> Oh my god, can you imagine if we get stab-style reenactments <gasps> of the Bride of Chucky in this? I would die. That right? would be How so fun cool. would that be? That would be so fun. <laughs> uh, full admission, I don't think we're going to get that. Because I think now that we're actually at this school for wayward children and troubled youth and whatever, I think we're really going to start to zero in more on that religious horror that Don Mancini was talking about. So you are probably correct. However, once Glenn and Glinda come back and they're hanging out with mom, I wouldn't put it past them to be putting in Bride of Chucky one day. That is true, yeah, because, I mean, lest we forget, we so we don't see Jennifer Tilly, although obviously we hear her voice in the Tiffany doll, Mm -hmm. and we don't see any of Fiona Dourif, and we don't see Kyle, so... We definitely know that we're going to be getting things like a bound reunion. So Gina Gershon is going to show up at some point. We know we're going to get Meg Tilly in some format. Glenn Glenda. So it's just a question of, okay, when and how are these other characters going to show up? And are they all going to show up at this school? Or are we going to continue to kind of get like separate storylines? And I think it'll be the latter. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Um, I actually forgot too. It's not just Gina Gershon re- reuniting with Tilly from Bound. Joe Pentaliano is in this season. Yes, but we do have to refer to him as Joey Pants the whole time. Why do people call him Joey Pants? <laughs> I don't know. It's I feel like it's something that I heard when The Matrix became super, super popular. People are just like, ah, <laughs> oh, Joey Pants. And everyone, of course, your reminder from us, if you've not watched Bound, go fucking do it before Gina Gershon comes on this show. This is true. Yeah, the number of people who either didn't know that she was going to show up or that were like, oh, I don't understand. Why are people excited by this reunion? It was just like, folks, <laughs> the Wachowskis have a perfect film and it's not The Matrix. Yeah, it's bound. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Matrix is also a perfect film. But oh, yeah, I love The Matrix. I mean, I, but honestly, though, I, I don't ever really feel like rewatching The Matrix. I do feel like rewatching Bound. Yeah, I feel like rewatching both of them <laughs> that's fair um <laughs> uh, do you think that lexi's drug problem is going to carry us through this season or are we going to oh, hopefully 100 at, at least through part of this season the whole fact that she nearly delays getting them blown up because she takes so long to do her snort job snorting clonazepam yeah Ooh. no girl no Mm-mm. but uh it's pretty obvious that it's going to be an issue because she clearly has a substance abuse issue no i feel like a big issue i feel like she's going to be getting framed for having drugs even though she's not going to be doing drugs i feel like which i you know i'm kind of like oh please don't do that please don't do that because i just don't care about that but <laughs> make it yeah. meaningful and i'll care about it yeah lexi's an interesting character i didn't realize that there were still a bunch of people who never really forgave her for her actions mm. in the first part of the first season like i i've very much come around on the character yeah. and i think it's in part because they did a lot of goodwill actions with her in the back half of the season and she's smart right like the kids are all smart mm-hmm. which makes me like them a lot more because they're not acting like fucking idiots like a lot of the parents are right which is great like write more smart children please then i wouldn't be so happy to watch them die <laughs> but uh i think lexi's substance abuse issues will be a factor whether it's 
her going through withdrawal, her getting into trouble because she snuck some of them in. And then we also get a telltale hint of a new character called Trevor Kane. Yes. The person who turned Lexi into her diva bitch self in that first season. So I'm very interested to see if that will be a friend or foe. Ooh, me too. Do we know who's playing that character? I didn't look it up, but uh, I'll be interested to know if this is just going to be like a new Canadian discovery, kind of like what we right. did in the first season. Well, because we are getting the return of Devin Sawa at some point, too. Um, oh, this is know, true. You know what's going to happen? You know what's going to fucking happen? She did bring mm. drugs, and one of these dolls is going to fucking crush up the drugs and put it in a nun's drink and overdose her, and Lex is going to get blamed for it. Yeah, I mean, I do think the kids are going to continue to get blamed for this because we've set up this precedent that they are troubled youth who have fallen unto uh, vice and sin and so on so i think we should expect that yeah anything that is bad that's going to happen is going to happen on them um i will say i was a little surprised at how we really just threw junior under the bus apparently oh. lexi's mom was like oh yeah he killed everyone in that movie theater in the finale whoa <laughs> including stabbing my husband in the butt to death yeah i did like that we got all those kind of like quick flashbacks to the season one like hey did you remember oh yeah we killed her dad by stabbing him in the butt (laughs) (laughs) but i mean yeah so i mean i i I liked this episode quite a bit it's just it it is just like that catch-up thing okay like i'm ready to get into the meat of this season you know Mm -hmm. i actually thought that we were going to get there a little bit earlier so Mm -hmm. i i almost got a little impatient at the end of the episode like we know where we're going let's just get there already i didn't realize that was going to take us the entire episode yeah no i'm in the same boat as you but you know what we've got um eight more seven more episodes yeah seven seven more Mm -hmm. episodes to come and give us all this goodness Yep, and we've already got a FedEx or whatever FedEx equivalent is in this world uh, delivering a Chucky box at the end of this episode. So we know that Chucky's already on the premises. We've got a slightly creepy nun in Sister Ruth. So she's going to be a problem, I think. And then I did love that we end the episode on that super creepy kind of God loves you children song. (gasps) Yes. Just kiss perfect for setting the tone. It's like, I I knew the melody of that, but it was never a religious song. It was like, skidamarinkarinkadink, skidamarinkadoo, I love you. But it's God in this one. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's corrupted. So, um, okay, well, predictions for next week, Joe? Do we? Do you think we're going to get a character returning? Hmm. I'll be curious, because in that first season, we really waited until nearly the halfway point yeah. to start introducing legacy people. So I think we're, we might get a quick little glimpse, kind of like what we did with Andy in the cold open here. We might touch base with Nika and Jennifer Tilly. But I think it'll be brief, and I think we're really going to spend a lot of time introducing new kids to kill and maybe some nuns and priests to kill. I do think we are going to get Tiffany and Nika. I don't think we're going to get Glenn Glenda yet. No, I think that's going to be the like the halfway point. We're not going to get them for a good long time. No, I agree. Because the reason I'm assuming the reason we held off on these legacy characters for the first half of season one was because... For people who hadn't watched all of the Chucky films, like it had, this had to be an easily like get into show without mm-hmm. having to know all the lore. Now, though, we're beyond that. <laughs> well, I think that and we needed to spend enough time with Devin and Jake and Lexi to actually care about them so that it wasn't just like, oh, we don't care about these human characters. We're only here for Chucky and Tiffany. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you that I think we're past that. But we also because 
the board has been reset, for lack of a better term, we're going to have to spend a bunch of time getting new new victims. <laughs> we need right. new bodies so that we can kill them all. So I think that's what the next episode is going to spend a ton of time doing. Yeah. No, yeah, I think you're right. I do think we'll get Devin Sawa's priest character in. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't know, maybe this Trevor kid's going to die. I think he'll show up, but I think he'll he'll hang around in a junior sort of way. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, everyone. Well, until next week when we go over episode two of season two of uh, of uh, Chucky, we can, well, cross out Chucky. There we go. Yes. Cross out Chucky queers. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.